Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rethinking Rehab with Dr. Shane Smith. Hope everyone's having a wonderful 2024 now that we're off in January. I know this past weekend there have been some playoff football games on and seeing some of the weather forecasts around the country getting into the negative 20s, negative 30s, wind chill uh, temps, just crazy to me to think about that. But for everybody out there that's listening, that is able to still get outdoors and enjoy themselves outside a little bit, even though we're now in the winter months, uh, kudos to you. And this podcast is going to be directed towards my golfers out there. So I've had a couple of new patients now that we're in January here in Naples and a lot of snowbirds uh, are back in town now. You can tell just based on getting around town in Naples how the time to get somewhere is almost double what it was just three months ago. But it is interesting uh, now this time of the year seeing such an influx of new patients that are golfers into my area. I figured it'd be a good uh, time this morning before my first golfing shoulder patient gets here this morning to talk a little bit about golf and training for golf and some of the things that I have had conversations with patients just this past week that really kind of have shown to me there's a lot being missed out of the aging golfing population. So this is more pertaining to the 40 plus year old golfer, whether you be down on vacation for a week or seasonally, like many of my patients are, this podcast is for you. So what we're dealing with is seasonal golf uh, and injuries. So what I commonly see with seasonal golfers and injury is mobility issues. Uh, that's probably the number one reason golfers get injured, whether it be shoulder injuries, which I'm dealing with two patients currently, or low back injuries, which I also have another couple patients dealing with right now, all worsened by a golf movement. So what is going on with the aging population and golf injuries? It's really simple. Most golfers, as they age, don't want to practice anymore. Uh, and, and I shouldn't say don't want to practice. They don't want to practice things that are required of them to perform golf at a good level without potentially injuring themselves while playing. So if I took your mind back to teenage years, you have two benefits. One, you have tons of energy, tons of flexibility, and no real concern whatsoever for body injury. Um, you also have a feeling of invincibility as well as an ability to heal very, very fast. When you're younger, especially with golf, injuries don't plague you nearly like they do when you get older over 40, primarily due to a tissue composition change in your body. So for that young high school golfer, they're very Gumby-esque in terms of mobility of their body. They have not been alive long enough to have a lot of breakdown uh, occurrences happen, as well as they haven't been alive long enough doing the wrong things long enough to allow for postural habitual changes uh, to occur that affects the spine a lot, as well as mobility of the spine. So that's one of the or I should say two of the main reasons why younger golfers don't seem to need to worry about stretching before playing or have to worry about training so much. Now, if you're a younger golfer and you're good, 
you usually don't mind doing these things because you can see the translation and improvement in terms of your flexibility, in terms of your golf swing speed, or more commonly the distance or improvement the golf ball takes on your shots due to these drills or activities being done. So when you look at pro golfers, you look at high school golfers, you look at college golfers, the thing all three sets of golfers have in common is good flexibility and training. The number one thing I see over 40-year-old golfers not do is they never work on engaging their hips, they never work on core strength, and they never work on shoulder or thoracic mobility. If you expect a skeletal structure to age, to move just as well as it did before without any interventions to improve mobility, you're dreaming. It's just not going to happen. You've got to have good flexibility. Uh, and, and you know, the area that's most commonly thought is my low back. Oh, it's always my low back. It hurts. That's always the area that needs to be moving or more flexible. And I've got stenosis. I've got arthritis. I've got these spinal problems that don't allow for that. That's not exactly true. The main area of mobility for your spine in a golf swing is actually the thoracic spine. We need a lot of mid-back rotation ability to get in the far end points of our backswing as well as to feel that end follow-through position when we finish swinging the club. Those two end ranges of rotation are both driven by the thoracic, the mid-back's ability to twist and turn. Um, I feel that this is often overlooked as well as when you start thinking about posture being more of a rounded shoulder forward head posture that typically flexes a lot of our mid-back or thoracic spine. This is referred to in the medical world as a thoracic kyphosis or an excessive kyphosis which really just means the mid-back flexes forward a lot more than it should. If your mid-back is flexed and rounded forward so much all the time, those joints can't get into extension or into neutral, like just a normal middle ground position. And the inability to do that doesn't allow the joints to rotate well. So if my joints are always flexed forward or upshifted forward, there's not a lot of rotational potential there. What then transpires in a overflexed, rounded mid-back is all that rotational torque is going to come through my low back. That's typically why older individuals, typically men with poor posture and no glute strength, typically injure their low backs golfing. They try to use back muscles that they shouldn't to do the golf swing. They have no glute engagement, so they have no ability to utilize their hips, which are by far the stronger muscle group as opposed to the lumbar muscles. Um, and they complain about distance. They complain about club head speed. They complain about not playing golf the way they used to. And a lot of these complaints are mainly due to inability to rotate the mid-back and inability to engage the core to stabilize the low back as well as turn on the glutes to gain power out of your swing. A concept that was really tough for me when I was first playing golf a few years ago, a golf instructor asked me to do this and I laughed at him when he told me. He said, get in a golf stance and tighten your butt. Okay, I can do that. Then the second request is the funny one. He said, I want you to get back in that golf stance and I want you to isolate your left butt cheek and then your right butt cheek and go back and forth just firing one versus the other. And if you haven't tried doing that, give it a try. 
just stand in a golf swing and see before any movement of your arms or trunk occurs, can you isolate engaging one glute versus the other, one butt cheek versus the other. It's not an easy drill, but once you can do it, you can keep doing it. And when you can keep doing something like that, it really helps with muscle control and activation. Because at the end of the day with a golf swing, we need to get good trunk rotation to get the club head back. Yeah, the further we get the club head back, the larger circular movement that club head goes through before it comes back in contact with the ball. So if I can get further back, John Daly was an absolute stud at this. If you ever look at a slow-mo video of John Daly's drive when he was in his prime, he can get that club head back almost pointing down to the ground in front of him. He can rotate so far back. Follow that up with a proper weight shift and a proper core glute engagement. You're talking about a ton of power coming through those legs into the club while rotating through the ball. It's going to increase your club head speed. It's going to increase the ball distance. And it should feel much easier on your body than what you have been prior doing using your lumbar back muscles. The lumbar back muscles aren't intended to do that kind of volitional movement in a golf swing. That's why so many people hurt their low backs. Instead, think about hugging myself with my tummy, letting my shoulders and back rotate back to that end point. Pause there for just a second or two to think and feel about what I need to get my body back rotated through, as well as to get my hands through to the ball. And at the end of your swing, you should feel your back glute strongly engaged and your posture not wavering. Those indicators will help you think about a proper swing movement to improve overall strength and limit low back pain. Now, just thinking about a swing movement isn't quite enough for an aging golfer to limit or to prevent low back injury. What you also need to look at is some core strengthening that does not involve a golf club in your hand. Uh, a press off is one of my favorite movements so you would take a resistant band attach it to a door handle or some fixed point that's about waist height you're going to then take a few steps away from that attachment point so that there is tension on the band you're holding keep that band close to your belly button engage your core and keep your shoulders facing forward you are then going to press your arms off of your belly button hold it for a second out away fully extended arms and then bring it back towards your belly button this band resistance will be perpendicular to you so it will be either to the right of you or to the left of you the intent with that that band resistance being to the side is it will want to force a rotation this exercise is intended to prevent rotation but engage the core and stabilize the spine while in a golf stance Doing this movement and not allowing your shoulders to rotate back towards the direction the band is attached will help with oblique and transverse abdominus strength while standing in a golf swing. Repeat this facing the opposite direction, 10 to 15 reps on each side, two sets each, followed by a staggered stance with a trunk rotation, moving the hands away from the resistant point. So this will get further oblique strengthening as well as some trunk rotation. Follow this up by some resisted sidestepping and maybe some bridge-based exercise to get your glute max turned on and you'll really be working the right golf muscles. We can also think about hands and knees doing 
uh, an exercise called thread the needle where you're on your hands and knees and you're gonna reach one hand through the opposite arm, turning your trunk, taking about deep breathing two to three times at this fully rotated position in hands and knees. If you're having a hard time visualizing that trunk rotation, you can always type into a search engine, thoracic mobility exercises or thread the needle exercise. Those are both good options to search for some of these mid-back mobility exercises, as well as using a foam roller. So you can use a foam roller laying down on your back, have the foam roller running perpendicular with your spine, so the roll will actually be opposite direction from your spine. You're not laying vertical on it, you're laying horizontal, and you're gonna use your feet to roll back and forth over your, over your foam roller. If you feel a tender, tight spot in your mid-back, grab both ears with your hands so that your neck doesn't extend, and you're gonna let your, your mid-back rotate back over the foam roller to allow for some extension. As we talked about earlier in the podcast, if your mid-back does not extend or get to a neutral spine position, it becomes very difficult for thoracic rotation to occur. So in your golf swing, you can think about that also movement. Am I able to work on just rotation and getting to a bigger end point of my backswing? Both of those concepts and the mid-back mobility exercises will all help flexibility of the mid-back. Strengthening of the core and glutes will help with better ground reaction force and stability in the rotational movement of your golf swing, as well as you will be less reliant on your back muscles, your low back muscles which are not intended to be used to their maximal amount in a golf swing. I hope these tips improve your overall mobility for your spine, as well as improve your enjoyment out on the golf course, especially if you're down here in Florida during these winter months. It doesn't get much better than mid-70s, sunny, and a little golf action on uh, your daily agenda. If you're up north freezing your ass off, I wish you well. You can practice the same stuff we just talked about inside a gym on a simulator, and I hope that you gain uh, good results in that setting as well. So for everyone, keep moving, keep grooving, stay healthy, and keep swinging the golf club well out there, everyone. Until next time, take care.